Hey, what's going on? It's episode 279 of the Hitman Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. And that is Broken Robots, which you'll hear a full song at the end of the podcast. So that's this week's featured artist. Last week we had Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. I just want to say again, man, super cool, awesome, easy to communicate with, and uh, really supportive. So, Dude, I listened to Amy Gabba. A um, lot of people did. I listened to her on Spotify. I didn't fu- well. I think when I just clicked like on her and let it go, I think it was only played like five or six songs. But I listened to those five or six songs like a lot of times, bro. I dug it. I like this week's too. It uh, it's awesome. Nothing makes me happier. Well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of things make me happier. But you know what makes me happy <laughs> is when people say they heard music on the podcast and they were like, "Man, I it was awesome," and I've been listening to it just like now. So. Yeah, no, she's she's exceptional. I really like her. Yeah. What, what I what I just heard was also pretty cool. I had an experience I, I forgot to bring up. I, I wanted to complain about this, but I, in, I I got lost in my notes. So a couple of weeks ago before Valentine's Day, I went to a local steakhouse. And I can't taste. I know I keep bringing this up. I still have the lasting effects of coronavirus since November. I can't taste. I can't smell. But I remember what it, things tasted like. And one of my favorite things to eat, if I'm going to have a salad, I have to have blue cheese with blue cheese crumbles. Yeah. If I can't get blue cheese crumbles, I go with ranch. But, you know, that's that's very basic. I don't like doing that. Ranch is basic. When you go to a steakhouse, um, 99.900% of the time they have blue cheese. I don't know what it is, but I always find that steakhouses come correct with the blue cheese. Yeah, they got extra from when they slept it on your uh, meat. So... I ordered a salad and I said, she said, what kind of dressing? And I said, I want the blue cheese. And she said, okay, great. Three cheese. Uh, And you, and I said, hold on a second. I said, blue cheese. And she said, "Uh, well, it is blue cheese. It's a concoction the chef made. Um, It's blue cheese. It's a couple different cheeses, but blue cheese is in there. And ma'am. And I said, hold up. I I don't want, I would rather have blue. Can I have the blue cheese? And she said, well, the chef, it's like his own concoction that he made. You'll really like it. And I said, I don't know that I will or won't. I can't taste, but I do know this. <laughs> if blue cheese is one of the three ingredients, why would you just give me the blue cheese? And it's like, well, yeah, I, but the chef, it's not, this isn't Burger King. She didn't say this, but the idea is it's not yeah. Burger King. It's You don't get it your way or right away. You're going to get the three cheese or we can move on to the ranch or whatnot. And I was very disappointed in this. So I opted for the three cheese. And although I can't taste, so I don't know what three cheese tastes like together with blue being one of them, I do know it wasn't blue cheese, and I was very disappointed in that. Now, But you couldn't taste it, yet you're disappointed. I was disappointed because the idea of this, right? Yeah. The idea of this really bothers me. And we, this is a topic that comes up just like we talk about our dads and our kids. This is one that always comes up. Now, Not for, just for a restaurant, moron but, like me. Mm, when you say blue cheese, you don't mean just the crumbles. You mean like a dressing. No, there's blue cheese dressing, and then oh, they yeah. put the crumbles on top of that. Dude, I'm 40. I don't think I've ever had that. Really? Yeah. Like, I've had like blue cheese on stuff, and I've had it melted on a steak, which is pretty good, but I don't ever get like a dressing with cheese So it's blue it. cheese. You can get blue cheese dressing without the crumbles, but I like What's to the then stuff? add the crumbles on like top of it. like ranch with blue cheese in it? No, it's blue cheese dressing. Like, they make a dressing out of the blue cheese rather yeah, than- Yeah, but what's the liquid part? I don't know, whatever they I make. Know it heavy cream, so dumb, whatever dude, yeah, whatever whatever they make dressings out of. I have no fear of sounding dumb. On top of that, though, they put the blue cheese crumble, so they now chunk chunk up blue cheese. Talking. Okay. So uh this is the problem I have. And I know when you go to a restaurant and you you watch these shows, we talked about uh Anthony Bourdain in these places where like you go to these bougie restaurants and they go, 
wow, the chef, we're only, we don't have a menu. Today we're serving rack of lamb. If you eat here, you're eating rack <laughs> yeah, of lamb. That's what you get. Yeah, that's what we have on the menu today. If not, come back tomorrow when we have a cheeseburger. Um, so with that being said, I was still, I'm still pissed off, even though I know this is, this is the get down. It's like, Hey, the chef won. He really, this is his thing. And, and, and his signature piece, I don't, I don't care about your signature piece. Uh, does, does the customer is always right? Not exist in fancy restaurants. I don't If blue that. cheese is part of the three cheeses. Can you just break me off the blue cheese? Like I'm a, a seven year old. You know what I mean? Like if a kid comes in there and they go, well, I went to spaghetti, but I don't like sauce. And, and they don't have just plain noodles with butter on the menu. Someone in the kitchen will go, we, we could, we could make, we could put the sauce on the side or we could put, uh, you know, we'll just make it without, but we'll charge you the regular price. Well, here's why I ask is if there's some sort of liquid involved and it's already a mixed thing, right? Yeah. If you just like wanted blue cheese, I'm sure they could just pour it on your leaves. I don't know. I Leave feel, I feel it. like. A chef could whip up some blue cheese. I don't know. You could make ranch dressing. You could make. You know what? That chef came in at 11 p.m. the night before. He ain't whipping up nothing. Either way, this irritates me, and I I wanted to point it out. So I'm not going to point out. You can go back and figure out which steakhouse I'm talking about in St. John, Indiana. But I'm just saying, if I could taste, maybe I would be riding with this three cheese, and I'd be like, this three cheese thing is great. This argument may be null and void. However, because I can't taste and I can't smell. I'm going to say that the three cheese was not great, and I would have rather had blue cheese, even though I can't taste or smell. Like, you didn't know that if makes it was bad, but on principle alone, you're unhappy about it. I'm assuming it wasn't as good as blue cheese with crumbles, which is what I wanted. So You wanted it knowing that you wouldn't taste it. Because I know the value of it, and I know that if I'm paying the price that I paid... I've had blue cheese with crumbles, and I know my my muscle memory tells me. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's not like you cannot taste it. You've said this before; like you have nuances. You can taste it. You no, just no, can't I have. Taste I them. have no nuance, so I can taste the the, the well, I guess the, I, yeah the acidity of coffee. I can taste uh, a salt, the sugar. You know, a sugary taste. But Do you I, know what war stats are in baseball? Yeah, it's wins a, above replacement. Yes, that's a new stat. Like that's a fairly newer stat. Now they will go basically like. If we were to replace you, your who's the guy for the Cubs like Javi Baez or something like you're really good, right? So if we replaced you with a standard, I've, I've I don't, don't all right sports people don't at me. Um, if we replaced you with a standard guy, um, this is how many wins you're worth above that replacement guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're this much better. So having you on the field equates to an extra four wins a year or something right. like that. That's that Billy Bean stuff. Yeah. I feel like there's something like that with like your taste buds. You know what I mean? Like uh, you, how much did you spend on food knowing that you couldn't taste it? Like there's taste of like you, need, like a, could, you, need, you need tar <laughs> stats, like taste above replacement. If I would have replaced your blue cheese, if I would have just told you it was blue cheese, but then just like sprinkled like Fremonda on there or whatever, <laughs> then how much... You know what I mean? How many dollars did you spend knowing full well? See, if you were it's play- like giving a blind guy a haircut. I'm, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to flesh this out in real time. If you replace Javi Baez with a, a decent shortstop, that shortstop isn't as good, but he's 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 going to cost you a win or two. I'm saying we just give you Catalina dressing out of the bottle. Um, but then how much did it cost to buy that fancy salad, right? So now if I'm a restaurant, I just made like five bucks off of you. Right. Because you can't taste it anyway. So it's taste above replacement. It's a tar stat. So you go like, hey, I want mine medium well. He's not going to know. Like just 
he's colorblind. He can't taste. Like, like so you just give him whatever, or you go like, um, hey, was this steak dry aged? Yeah, dude. Hell <laughs> right. yeah, it was. Like, I, think okay, you can here, get, I think you can get into trouble like here, that. But you, you order the steak. I'm the waiter. Go ahead and ask me some questions about this steak. Like you want a good meal, dude. It's your anniversary. You want a like good you're meal. like, is this real Kobe? And the guy's like, Kobe, bro. No, no, I'm the waiter, and you're like, so you ask me like, you know, oh, we have a lot of good steaks. Yeah, um, you want me to order from you? I want you to order. Yeah. Okay, I I got the tell uh, me, sir the, the six want, ounce. Tell fillet. me your specifics. What can I, I the, do to make you happy? I want the six ounce fillet, butterfly. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I want that uh, medium. No problem. And then I want some asparagus. Yeah, it's fine. And I want some mashed potatoes. And I want some. Can I get some garlic butter on there? Are you? Yeah, yeah, done. No problem. No problem. What else you want? What kind of ice cream? What kind of flavor? Can I? I know you don't have cherry coke, but I need some. We have cherry coke. Oh, you do? Uh, Last time they just said they had grenadine. No, dude, I'll I'll totally get it. Like, what do you? Cherry coke? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it costs more, but don't worry worry about it. I got you. This is this is how it should go down. Yeah. This is all I'm selling. Yeah, I just. what, because really, at the end of the day, how no, many? I people? don't have cherry coke, and I don't have garlic butter. <laughs> right, but yes, everyone's picking this up. <laughs> okay, this yeah. The, my whole thing is the three cheese. I don't need you to sell me on it because that's not what I want. Now, if you tell me that's all we have, sir, all we don't have blue cheese. We have this three cheese concoction. But if you if you're not into that, we have ranch, which is always great. We have you know I thousand island. That have, you know, my key is just I go yeah, dude, you got it. That's how I would be. I almost said, I almost was going to have you pick a restaurant. Give me, I was going to look up the menu online and I was going to say, this is how easy it is to do. You tell me, I'm going to memorize this menu before we podcast. And then I want you to come in and order food from me. And the end of the bit was going to be my, I was just going to agree to give you every single thing you wanted the way you wanted it. And then when it came out wrong, I was going to be like, oh, you know what? I told them in the kitchen, if that's, you try it. If you don't like it, we can see what we can do with the bill afterwards. And then, you know, we'll work it out down the line. That works too. Or you just go, yeah, dude, I did give you what you said. I don't want to trivialize How can you prove me wrong? I don't want to trivialize people in the um, the food service industry, but I do feel like at times you could just shine it on. I always feel like we had, we went to Byway, um, but I couldn't taste that either this past weekend. (laughs) And our, our waiter, his name is Logan. We've had him twice. This dude is so exceptional, dude. He comes like shot out of a cannon. Logan at Byway? Yes. Anything you ask for, if they don't have it, he's super apologetic about them not having it, but then immediately points you like, if you wanted that, we don't have it, but I would suggest that you try this. Knows the beats, and it's just like, oh, wow, man, we're really bummed out that you don't have that. And he's like, don't fret, because what we do have is this. And if you haven't had it yet, Smart. and there's just a way to roll off that. Bottom he goes, line he goes is, we have two stouts. One of them has vanilla beans. Uh, which one did you want? And you go, I wanted the one the vanilla beans. And he goes, that's the one I got you. <laughs> well, think about this. The key is knowing the menu. The key is knowing the menu good enough to be able to suggest something else before people have a chance to get pissed. Yeah. Right? Really, that's what it comes down to is knowing your job and being proficient. And when you're a waiter, knowing your job is knowing people and it's knowing the menu and it's knowing how to bring the two (laughs) entities together. But I'm going to cap this off by saying I don't like waiters who have their own concoction and don't offer the parsed out stuff. I, give me the a la carte salad dressing, okay? I want blue cheese with crumbles. Now, if I don't have it, that's fine. I, don't be mad if I bring my own. Take that, people who said we couldn't do 15 minutes on salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, dude. No, I know what you're saying. You're like, listen, 
I'm glad you have a fancy thing. I would also like a reg- regular thing. Last week, I was supposed to have... Well, so I had you watch Urban Cowboy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to transition into this real smooth mic. Uh, I told you I wanted to wait two weeks to watch Legends of the Fall. Because I just didn't want to do a back-to-back movie yeah, review. I've never done a movie review on the show. No. Two, two weeks in a row would be too much. So I'm going to put it to you. We're going to get after this. One minute or two minutes. What are you going to give me? I want you to set a time. Dude, if you this. wanted 20, I would say no, no problem. I just want to hit it up with our Bro, first one. I want to synopsize it. Synopsis it in yeah. a minute. Synoposis. And then we'll, go, then we'll go back and we'll flesh it out like always. If you said, can we do a special... Legends of the Fall episode, I'd be like, of course we can. But but for the sake of this, I would say two minutes. Okay. I'm going to give this just right off the bat. Hold I, on. How many natural natural hot spring hot tubs are you give? I am going to give this a solid three stroke faces. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Good. A, a lot of people are going to be upset. Let me know when you're ready. Let's, let's do it. Okay. Um, uh, 1992. What? What year this came out? Yeah. 94. 113 of 94. The mid-1990s Legends of the Fall review. Go. So this movie takes place in Montana. It's right before World War One kicks off. You got three brothers, right? Tristan, uh, Alfred, and Samuel. And they are the sons of Colonel Ludlow. And they live out in Montana on a ranch. And they have some, uh, some Cree people living there who are Native American. <laughs> And uh, the movie the movie starts with the brother Samuel, the youngest brother. He is, I believe, he was in Boston. He comes back to the farm and he brings his 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 fiance Elliot from ET. And unfortunately, uh, there's no other chicks around. She's pretty decent looking. Brad Pitt's his brother. You could see where we're going with this. Uh, he is unfortunate looking. Uh, he looked Elliot. He looks like a giant Elliot from ET as a grown man. So he comes back. Now he brings his chick all the way back from Boston and he sets her down at the ranch and she's living a simpler life. You know, the ranch life, their mom's not around anymore. I'll get to that way later. But, um, she, he brings her back there for the simple life. And then as soon as he gets her back there and he says like, Hey, this is my hot brother, Tristan. Uh, nothing else is going on here at the farm and I'm not very attractive. I have a feeling that I should go to war, uh, with my brothers and leave you here with my dad who you don't know and some other Cree people. And so me and my brothers are going to go off to war and they do. And then when they're at war, uh, unfortunately Samuel dies, leaving his two brothers, Alfred and Tristan to come back. And, uh, Tristan gets, Alfred comes back before he falls in love with her. And then, uh, when Tristan shows back up, he's like, uh, I'm way hotter than you. And she's like, although he's in love with me, I want to have sex with you and you're going to take my virginity. And he does. And then the other brother gets mad at him. And then Tristan leaves like five or six more times. And every time he comes back, his hair is longer, cleaner, <laughs> and he's more handsome. And that's it. Oh, and then uh, he uh, he marries a different chick who's a child. And then she ends up getting killed. And then uh, the original chick kills herself. And the dad has a stroke, and then everybody dies, and then a bear eats Tristan's face. <laughs> oh, this is way better being on this side of it. Uh, how far? How long did I? I went two minutes. Well, you did about you did a bit of uh, almost a minute and a half on um, about <laughs> okay. Samuel's unfortunate face and why he shouldn't have brought his wife there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna and then the rest of the two hour movie was synopsis. I'm gonna back this up and say. Again, but um, how many decent how many, movie? How many stroke faces out of out of five? Three, three, three. Okay, and, and, and when, I'm going to say this. 
Dude, Everyone that knew that I was watching this movie is like, dude, you never seen Legends of the Fall? It's one of my, it's one of my top ten. It's so crazy, one of the greatest movies ever. I'm going to go ahead and say, again, it must be a time and place. I didn't see it in that time and place. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I just don't understand how any... dude. Okay, here's the thing. If you look like uh, grown Elliot, you know... And hey, you're unfortunate. Hey, Elliot, he, he's don't just not good looking. Ever. Bro, dude, nobody bring your nobody bring your girlfriend back to a single Brad Pitt. It's just don't, not it's Don't just, ever. He is not only is he single, but he's he's wild. Dude, if you're he's a like, TikTok Bradley Cooper, if you're if you're a dude, if you're a Hemsworth brother, still don't bring her back to Montana, bro. You, you okay. It seemed like Samuel was was sort of a sort of a I mean, he's like a dandy. Who's the dude who plays Creed's son? Oh, uh, uh, Wallace. That's not his. Uh, Michael. Yeah, Wallace Michael. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. You don't bring your girlfriend no, to Montana. No, no. Not if long-haired Brad Pitt's waiting for her, bro. And I was explaining. Now I watched this with my wife and my nine-year-old daughter, and I told my nine-year-old daughter, what "I go, all girls like this." Would you do that? There was just no. What it I wasn't. It, it what? wasn't. It wasn't going that all way. Right. Well, that was, um, that was silly. So I will tell you though. <clears throat> I immediately, obviously, you know, right away when you see Brad Pitt and you see the way she looks at him, she's like, I'll be mounting that dude. And this guy's old yeah. news. She, I feel like, so her name is a Susanna. So the younger brother, Samuel, brings Susanna back to Montana. And then he, I don't understand. He's like, hey, now we're, we're going to get married. But before that, now all of a sudden I'm going to leave for war and I'm going to leave you here. And if I'm her, I'm like, I'm going to hey, go back to Boston. Like, why am I here? Dude, There's he nothing for me here. He didn't know what Franz Ferdinand was going to do. I don't care. See, they wanted to live up to their father. Their father was a uh, in the so Indian Wars was was a colonel. He was colonel. a colonel in the Indian Wars, and everybody respected him. And he had a really he had a really great name. And and so the boys were all like, "Man, we want to be but a here, great but, leader like our but father." You're, but you're passing up this big thing, even though his brother is the hottest dude in the world. There, there are three brothers, and I grew up watching this. And I had two brothers, right? So you go like, yeah. Of course she wants to bang my brother, but that's not going to happen because it's my older brother too. It's not going to happen. That dude's looking out for me, and he did and he, look out. He for was him. until until he was dead. Then he was like, and hey, then he, he went to World War One and had long hair. Did you right. know that was a thing? No. Did you, you know, know what, people dress like you Indians know how, in World War One? No, I'll say I knew it wasn't a thing. Nobody else in the war had that haircut. No. Nobody. No. But it did. He did cut his brother's heart out. Um, which after after his brother Samuel died in the war, he knew from being around the Cree that he needed to release his soul. So he cut it. He, he carved his brother's heart out of his not still beating chest, but and then held it up and then put it in a box and he released his, his soul. Out. Yeah, he took his heart out and then he went full Cree and snuck up on people in the middle of the night with war paint made out of his brother's heart blood and uh, slashed their throats. During trench warfare, mind you, which was the biggest body count of any war ever. I also find it... But he was like doing Gary Cooper uh, crazy, just like jump trench to trench stuff. I also find uh, find it very weird that Samuel was... (laughs) He was trapped in some razor wire, and I was like, Mm, I think he could have just gotten out a little easier than that. Just no, like dude. take your clothes. No, I don't know. No, dude, he was all trapped in. Well, it looked, it looked, it looked bad. But bad, I feel bro. like if if someone's going to be firing a Gatling gun at you, you just you just pull through. You How many out. women named their children Tristan after this movie came out? Now, see, you didn't see this. Far movie. too many. You didn't see this movie, but did you notice? I have to believe that they did. Did you notice around two thousand, every kid in kindergarten was named Tristan? I don't know one Tristan, dude. They all watched this movie, started ovulating, named their baby after whom they wished the father was. I believe that every child, every boy named Tristan was named after this character. However, I don't know any Tristans personally. Never met one. Um, no, dude. So with that being said, 
what's weird is is Brad Pitt. So she loses her husband, Sam, or her husband to be Samuel. Brad Pitt comes back. <laughs> you poor people haven't well, seen this movie. Well, well, first the 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 oldest Alfred comes back, and he is like, "Well, Tristan's still at war, so I'm going to try to move in right now, and I'm going to I'm going to try to stake my claim on my brother's wife because he's dead." And I, you know, I like her now because she's hot and she's the only chick here. Dude, who wouldn't? Yeah. So, um, and you also have a feeling, I felt like the father also had, was crushing on her while the boys were away as well. He was waiting for all three of them to die. So if the, it weren't for that stroke, he would have moved in. Alfred comes there and he's, he's make, attempting to make time with her and professes her love. And she's like, you know what? Yes. You know what? Yes, I will be in love with you. And then right at that moment, Tristan rides up and she's like, Put a pin in it. Hold that hold thought. thought. Hold that hold thought. That, hold that thought. Hold and on. Then, hold on. Throw it on some kitty litter. She's and like, hold he's, that thought. I'm a virgin, but this dude's been back for five seconds, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have sex with him. Um, I'm respectable, but you know, he's Brad Pitt. So that happens, and then the two brothers obviously go get at odds, and then as soon as the Brad Pitt character basically runs the other brother off, he's like, yeah, I'm gone too. I really, I, hey, look. Papa's a Rolling Stone. Yeah, I have to travel the world and fight alligators, and then rip the heart out of a mongoose. In he was like, "Yo, uh, I Ghana. got skeletons in my closet, <laughs> so, so I need to uh, have sex with multiple Asian partners." So he leaves, and and there's a little girl, a little Cree girl that's on the property at the time. She's like twelve, and eventually Brad Pitt will come back and marry her because whom he refers to as a half breed in a loving. Yeah, you know he's being he's being, but kitschy. he said half ferret or something like silly. Yes. Right? Uh, so anyway, she, he comes back several times. I'm, I don't want to belabor this, but um, and then uh, at, the, at the very end, when uh, he's back finally, he goes to his brother's wife, this uh, Susanna, who he deflowered and then you know threw off to the side and was like, "Hey, I'm back in town." Stole her virtue, and he and she's like, "Oh well, well, hey, I'm married to your brother, who's now like a, a congressman, but yeah. uh, he's doing really well." What that mouth do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm, I'm still heading out, though. You're with my brother. It is what it is. I'm now married to this 12-year-old girl now, so I got to head out. And then she's like, well, I did. I, I don't love your brother anymore. And since now that you're back in the picture and you won't let me have you, I'm just going to murder myself. So she kills herself, she which, handle it. again, upsets the brother because he's like, you came back and you couldn't leave well enough alone. Just this like Ralph Macchio. You. He said, I followed all of God's rules and you followed none of them. Brad Pitt in that movie does. Kind of selfish. He does. <laughs> What the weekend claims he's gonna do in every right, song. Right. The weekend's like, yo, I'm just gonna come to town, hit it, slay it, then I'm gonna be out, girl. Right. And then, oh, by the way, when I come back, if you want it, you can have it then too. No harm, no foul. He talks the talk. Brad Pitt's character in the movie that's made up walks the walk. Baby. Then Brad Pitt, when he after he disses her and says, you know what? No, I'm, I'm married to this 12 year old. He gets in the bootlegging game uh, because him and his father both hate the government. And they figure this is the only, you know, unfortunately cattle and horse ain't doing it for the, for the ranch anymore. So they get into the, uh, the bootlegging game and as runs a result of the Irish. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, as a result of that, uh, Brad Pitt's 12 year old wife who's now 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. She gets shot and she's dead. So let's do it. Let's do a death count. Sam's dead. Uh, yeah. uh, this chick's dead. Susanna what? dies. Well, yeah. So Susanna dies. And what was the name of the girl? The little, um, little Indian the, girl dies. The little Indian girl that grew up to marry Brad Pitt, dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the father. Well, countless, the cur- countless scalps that oh, he took. Yeah, other pe- what, what, random other people. But I'm just talking about main people. Then the, the father, while Brad Pitt's gone the, the last time, he has a major stroke. Um, so he's 
next to dead. Let's, he ends talk, up, let's talk about this joke. He, hold on. He ends up dying before the end of the movie. Uh, Brad Pitt's brother, the one who's the congressman that his heart's been broken 700 times, he's the only one that lives through this movie. Everyone else dies. Because he plays uh, by the rules. Brad Pitt, like I said, in the, very, in the culmination, the beginning of the movie, Brad Pitt's fighting a bear and chops this bear's finger off and... The very the culmination of the movie, unfortunately. Hey, spoiler alert! Since nineteen ninety four, if you haven't seen it, like me, I don't know what to tell you. Stop now. Okay, if you didn't stop now, here's what happens: Brad Pitt's face gets eaten off by it's, a bear. It's very much like he's wearing like, his dad's bearskin jacket. And remember the bear's that like, gator hey, bear? Remember that gator that uh, took Chubbs Peterson's hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's very much like that. Like it came yes. home to roost. All it right, did. but 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 but, what was your take? Did you judge the woman? Did oh, you yeah. judge Susanna? Yeah. Because I watched Big this movie. Big time scumbag. I've seen this movie no less than 15 times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never watch it again, just so, just so you know. You should watch it at least 14. <laughs> um, I never, like, maybe this is something about my psyche. I never blamed her one time. I was like, what's she going to do, dude? She's stuck. She's no. stuck out there in the field. You know what I mean? Wait. But then when you think about it and you pull yourself back from it, you're like, she just rifled through this whole family. Yes. She could have gone back to Boston. I don't know. Well, in the but, beginning but, of the movie, they me, suggest... I'm like, she's a damsel in distress. She was, she had the one guy, she was faithful to him, despite how hot her brother was. Then, of course, she gave in to her brother, because look at him. But what and was then, the timeline? And then she was like, you know... What was the timeline on the faithfulness to Samuel after she saw Tristan? We don't know, really, because the movie kind of skips around. Is like, was she there for a week, and then they went to war? Listen, I mean, how, how often was she? You how, know was how, she long, re- she, how faithful was she? Sam had to go to boot camp. Uh, he had, <laughs> I don't he, think that's how it was back then. I think yeah, they just signed dude, up, and they yeah, were dude. in war. Yeah, dude. He had to get shipped... Yeah, but or, while overseas. he was in boot camp, Tristan was with him, so he wasn't there to 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 uh, to to you know do his thing. No, no, no. She they waited. all went she together. Her, 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 By the time her, they her came back, he was is, dead. Is very long. Yeah, uh, she waited for Sammy to come back, and then all of a sudden, Alfred shows back up and is like, "Hey, uh, uh, Sam's not coming back. He's dead." So she no longer had to wait or, or be virtuous or any of those things. But despite what you she's thought, a scumbag. Despite what you thought she's of the movie, scumbag. didn't no, she's not. She's virtuous. But despite all that, didn't you really the takeaway? Didn't you really just want to find that spot where they have natural hot springs and lay in them? Think about it, none of your neighbors are in the hot tub with you. I it's was all by that. yourself. I was bro. thinking that that I would hot tub. In you that could situation. soap up like whatever you want to do. I would hot tub in that situation. Now the dad's stroke. Um, Anthony Ho- Anthony Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> a well, Hopkins. very well respected. Actor. How well does he act? Terrible. He's not a good actor in this movie. Uh, normally, good, very good. So he can do serial killer. He can do gentleman. He can do Shakespeare. But when it comes to stroke face, a bit of a hiccup. I just feel like I don't know who could have done it better. Maybe Daniel Day Lewis. But never... I feel like. I was talking to my buddy Nick, and he's like, I think the only reason Daniel Day-Lewis could do it better is because he'd be like, oh, you need me to have a stroke? I'm going to eat a bunch of chicken. I will. Uh, I, I will I'm going to have, have – I will have to have a stroke in order to make – pull this off. Yeah, I'll have an infarction in my head. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never thought about – like I said, I've seen that movie a lot of times, and I never thought about the stroke. I was like, oh, yeah, just the guy's old. He's got a stroke. Until our we were at dinner the other day, the guy was like, how bad was his stroke? And now I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, the other thing is, is the dad was, the only way he could communicate was writing on a chalkboard. And I'm like, wow, they had chalkboards in the early 1900s. That's pretty cool. I won't allow it. <laughs> I won't allow it. I don't, I didn't like the movie. What's going on here? It's middle of the road for me. It's so it's good. It's middle of the road it's for me. It's so good, though. So I, I. But you got to think, too, like that's when DVDs came out. Right. So it was like, hey, you can, you, you can have four DVDs for the price of one or whatever. And for you Columbia can skip House. chapters. So that was the best. That's the best Skip thing about right that. to the part where, where Tristan makes sweet, sweet amore. 
I and you know what? I'm going to say this for the record. I I'm not afraid to say who is and who is not a good looking dude. I I'm not. I'm, I just don't. Understand. Brad Pitt. I don't know. I mean, definitely in good shape. Dude, he's the peak of handsomeness in that movie. Not, I for him for him you mean at Dude, the peak of his handsomeness? That stupid thing that you post well that's stupid but that thing that you posted where it was like drink or truth with yeah. your parents oh we'll, okay. we'll segue into that in a second but you posted a thing on Facebook that said basically it had a child it was a video name. where it was like a, a video of a ch- adult children and their parents playing truth or drink yes yes you and, see and, that on our and Facebook the, page. the girl who was um whatever the girl was like hey ever uh how hetero are you one mm-hmm. to ten and the dad was like i don't know like eight or whatever and she's like good answer and i go okay and i started thinking i go well if it's scale because what a 10 is like jocko or whatever right mm-hmm. and one is like <laughs> like andy dicker i don't know who it's like whatever um and i started going like boy what, what would i answer and i go i think it's just like all the way right like a 10 but but does that mean manliness so i was thinking to myself and then and then when you talk about this movie i go Dude, I'm like an eight or nine, right? But when when Legends of the Fall on DVD, don't give me Blu-ray, don't stream it on DVD. I I don't know, bro. I don't know. The number gets weird. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. The number gets like yeah. Just while that movie's playing. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what I mean. It's uh, listen. Could, if if you hooked people up to an MRI, dudes, if you hooked. You go a bunch of dudes that go like I'm a ten out of ten, bro. Ten, I'm the manliest fucking manliest man that ever manned. And I go, cool, no problem. I mean, you put these things on your head. You watch Legends of the Fall, and I go, you just hit a three. Now, 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 how do you feel about yourself? You know, uh, Urban there, Cowboy you, you, didn't make a dent. You bro. also have two brothers, and I would say there isn't. This is just my opinion. I'm, I was there Samuel isn't a, in that movie. There isn't dude. a huge looks disparity i believe you guys all are like pretty similar looking in fact i've looked at pictures of you and thought wow you look just like nate I you know like, like that, yeah. so i just feel like for the whoever did the casting in this movie it's like could you make it more obvious i mean come on dude <laughs> <laughs> you picked two uglier people to be brad pitt's brothers yeah yeah they should have <laughs> had like one of the hemsworth brothers yeah, i mean they, they could have had like sloth and goonies and uh you know et is the other brother yeah. That's how that's how ridiculous it was. Come on, you the uh, stunt. Aiden double. Quinn does have beautiful eyes, but I mean he's Aiden Quinn's handsome, but he's come on, Brad Pitt. And Samuel is clearly the the last of the DNA. But my wife pointed out that that Brad Pitt does not have very impressive chesticles. He's got a, like good ribs and good abs. You know what I mean? Like his his his, his stomach area. Until great. they made the but movie he, Troy, dude. But he, then he, he bulked up. Bro. He doesn't have like like a pecs. Until Even in Fight Troy. Club, he's Until very lean. He's but he's not. Good. But he's not. He's not like very shoulder heavy stocky. or yeah. Well, he's one of these lucky people who probably has to work out a little bit to be shredded. Yeah. Well, he just or just not eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's he just does all a bunch of gone. Like remember when Ed Norton during American History X, they'd be like, this dude would do like a superset before each scene. He would just like rack out, like you know. And he still like, wasn't that big. Well, I'm just saying for him though, he looked cut because people are like, yeah, wow, yeah, he looked yeah. really yeah. cut. I'm not saying he was big, but he was defined because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was working out. He'd be like, okay, I got to knock out like. To exhaustion, like twenty, you know, whatever, twenty bench presses, and then they shoot the scene. I would, dude. If if I was in a, like a commercial for like like string cheese, <laughs> and like I had a long sleeve shirt on and a Carhartt pullover, I'd still be like, let me knock out as many pull ups as I can <laughs> before 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 you say go. Anyways, sorry that was so long, but 
Let's just, I'm not going to apologize at all. It was a great review. I, I, don't, I didn't mean We're that. We're not even a movie review podcast. And look at what you got. That. I didn't mean that. That shit was great, dude. That's the best movie ever. But I also, I feel like you're, you, you're also missing the point here. I guess it's a movie the you love. It's a movie you love. No, no. These the, brothers. Of the bit. Come on. You love the movie. So you wanted me to watch it. I yeah. love Young Guns. You didn't like it so much. I will say this, though. I've been watching. Is this how you feel when I said Weird Science sucks? Kind of, yes. Uh, I do. Uh, Kelly LeBrock is definitely hotter than uh, Susanna. She's not hotter than Brad Pitt. You know what? <laughs> I got to I got to agree with you. Uh, I, I've been watching Yellowstone, too, and I'm not going to I'm not going to get crazy talking about Yellowstone. Watch it or don't. I don't yeah, no more shits. reviews. But I will tell you this. Um, I always notice. I want to. I wish I was a cowboy, not because I want to do the work, um, but it just looks. They're tough, man. They're, they're, they're what's tougher than a cowboy? Like a, a, a legit middle of the country cowboy. And I, I, one thing, I'm a big coffee guy. I'll never understand. This is a trope that they do in every cowboy movie. They come out whether it's the top of a thermos, a, a legitimate coffee cup, or whatever. Um, they drink 95 percent of their coffee, and then they throw the last five percent out. And they're they're like angry or they're they're ready to get to work and they throw the last bit like of coffee that. out. It's like I like that. I feel like in my office, <laughs> that's what I want to do from now on. Ninety five percent of my coffee goes down. The last five percent of my keyboard. That's the way. Well, what's what's more, more cowboy? What's more maddening than when you walk up and there's an uh, inch and a half of coffee left sitting there making a ring in the cup? Just take yeah. it, and flick it in the hallway, dude. It's a cool move. It's a super. Cool it's move. a cool move. Yeah. If you spit afterwards, too. He's flicking you. Mm, I don't know how anybody can chew tobacco and eat around it or drink around it, but I've I've, I've attempted to do it. It's not it's not great, but the people that are professionals can make it happen. Speaking sure. of drinking in your office, dude. So um, I recently had a change at work. I have been um, in the warehouse. I have been uh, on the floor. I've been working for years and years. Boots on the proverbial ground yeah dude i've been out there with the conveyor belts i've been stuffing uh dead animals full of fluffing you know at, at now the, you at were the point. a house cat yeah i'm a bit of a house cat now so I, I moved down a little bit um this is a whole new world for me i don't know like i thought about making like a checklist and telling you like yay or nay should i do this should i not do this i already feel like i'm operating in this space where people don't really want me to be right so I need to learn about this office etiquette. What better place to start in... Okay, you've worked in a place with a joint kitchen. Yes. Do's and don'ts. Give me, Do give not me, microwave give me, fish. Don't microwave fish. No. But, but I can air fry it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I was supposed to bring one uh, of those on, right? Do not tell anybody that you have um, small batch art, artisan coffee that you'll be making. See, people come in and they, they get the... They're going to knock the first three coffee pots out quick. Dude, I already did that. I'm already like, hey, gonna I got a coffee maker. Come by anytime you guys want, bro. It's bad decision. And unless you're going to unless you're gonna keep a, a, a little uh, donation pot going on because shit can get expensive. But, I mean, mm. you're drinking K-Cups, so it's not. K-Cups. Yeah, it's not crazy. Dude, I, I didn't know they were like a dollar a cup. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, mean, you, know, I so thought you, coffee that you bought at home was like four cents unless but, you went to like sip and then it was like three bucks. Pro tip, you can buy a k-cup uh rechargeable k-cup it's plastic it's on a hinge you pour regular coffee grounds in it so you can buy a bag of coffee and that like good coffee and put it in a k-cup i could put my small town you could in a refillable k-cup you can yeah whoop whoop that's all right okay so don't microwave fish yeah that's the golden rule 
Also, go don't use the most obvious bathroom for pooping. So you have hall? to, yeah, you got to find a bathroom in another another person's office. Does area. it have to be a bathroom? I mean, it, and I would suggest yes. Right, if noted. there's a locker room noted. or something like that, uh, because if, here's the thing: people come in, whether or not they know you're in there. If it's a communal bathroom, like what I mean by that is, there's it's not just a one person bathroom. There's a stall, a urinal, or multiple stalls. People can look under, and they're going to see your shoes. Dude, they're going to know who's doing. You damage. know what I thought about doing? Hmm. Spare poop shoes. Here's what you do. You get a pair of shoes that you'd never wear. You get you go to like Payless and you get really loud blue and highlighter yellow shoes. Like stick out, right? And you put those on just to go make a mud pie. Then everyone and then you make oh dude, by the way, when you do this now, all the worry about like, oh, I don't want to make any noise in the stall. I don't want to be loud. What if it's what if this is a particularly bad one? Who cares, bro? Like you can be yelling, like who does number two work for? And then when you're done, you just stuff those somewhere. You throw them in your locker and put your, you know, your penny loafers back on. If you're lucky enough to have an iWatch, uh, you can even set your phone up to take a picture. Like you went into the bathroom, and like, bro, this guy blew it up, but I took a picture of his shoes. You guys seen this guy? You know what I mean? You're sitting in the toilet with the Why door shut. Why do I need a watch for this? Because you can you can set your camera up outside the stall, take a picture of your shoes while you're in the stall with your pants down. You know what I'm saying? So your camera's outside, and then you go and you go, hey, dude, who was this? Somebody just blew up the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody did a serious paint job. You set it up for like a timer. Yes. <laughs> or or if you, But if you don't need the timer, if you have the Apple Watch, because you can just hit the button on your watch and it takes the picture with your phone. I'm not understanding how it takes the picture outside. Because it's a remote control. You set your phone up outside. Set your watch out there. And then no, oh, you your set phone. your phone. And then you hit the button. There's a phone button. You can act, make your watch go with a you know, click of your phone. But your then watch. you're risking people going, hey, whose phone is this? I guess Dude, you got to get, yeah, get in. You got to get out. Maybe you just duct tape it to the ceiling. And then Whatever. Take it. However, yeah. we're, so, again, we're so flashing this so on you, real so you, so you get poop shoes. Yes, right. poop shoes. Not and, a bad idea. And then you just go like, dude, some guy was in there with Derek Coleman Reeboks. <laughs> And he did a serious paint job yeah. in there. Yeah. It's not bad. a bad idea. It's bad news. That's not All a right. bad idea. So the pooping thing. Um, yes. If I think the food that doesn't belong to me has been in there for a long time, can I eat it? No. No. <laughs> you don't need anybody else's food. <laughs> I think the thing is, is what you'll realize right what away it really is looks good. everybody that gets moved into an office right away goes like, well, they go through stages. Either they go, hey, if you, if you move into an office where there's a bunch of other people that are like-minded that you know or whatever, and now you're there, and they're out-to-lunch people, then you're going to be an out-to-lunch person. You're going to you're gonna tell yourself, no, I'm going I'm to do it right, man. I'm going to bring a bag lunch, but you won't. Uh, and if you start out with it being a bag lunch, if you start out being a bag lunch person, you'll realize, I don't want to eat my lunch in the office because I'm tired of looking at the same faces, so I should actually leave the office and get out and go get my lunch somewhere or even take my bag lunch, eat it in the parking lot. You know what I mean? You need to change the scenery. You got to get out there all day. You're saying yeah, get I, out, I tend to sit there all day. That's been a problem. Um, I haven't left a lot. Yeah. It, it, and I don't even know why. Uh, I just feel like uh, even when I'll come home cause I, I, I work in the same town that I, uh, that I live in. Yeah. So I can, I can, I can come home, but my kids here doing e-school and he's annoying. So I'm just like, I'm not nah, going to bounce. You gotta hide from home. He wants to ask me questions cause he's bored from e-school. So immediately when I walk in the door, he starts telling me a bunch of shit I don't care about. And I'm like, Hey, I got a call. I got to I got to run. All right. Let's talk audio. Mm-hmm. Are podcasts uh, acceptable? No. 
if if you have headphones on. No, 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 dude. The old, no, no, dude. I bring no, my no, 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 man. I'm getting down. Let me tell you something. Back in the day, I wasn't in an office, but I worked on a you know construction, and people, whoever was the first crew that was in the house, um, picked the radio station because back then that's what you had was a boombox, right? And so nine times out of ten, we worked with this Dutch crew man. that were plumbers, and they would always put on. It would start, it would be Rush, it would be, you know, Republican, uh, uh, just talk radio, like very conservative oh, talk radio. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. So, so you would have to, if you didn't get there first, you, and then you, if you started to put your music on to counteract theirs, a fist fight would break out. So you just stuck with whoever the first person. So people try to get there first to turn their radio on. And my feeling is it's not your right to force your terrible music terrible podcasts or great music and great podcasts on, on uh, unwilling people. That's like walking around a, a grocery store talking on a speakerphone. It's, it's ignorant and wrong. That's like when people, that's like when I see people talking to their friends on the phone and they're FaceTiming, mm-hmm. but then they hold the phone up to their ear so they can hear them in a loud environment, right. which means whoever's on the other end is just seeing a ceiling right? or yeah. maybe the back of a wall. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hate that. Now, the group of guys I work with, we will take turns agreeing, hey, we're going to listen to this genre of music today, and we just let it ride. We have like a, a a Bluetooth speaker. What if it's not a group? What if you got a door? You got your own room? That's then that's different. Then we're not even talking about the same thing. Okay, now is your can. door open? No, I feel like once you... Your, is, your do- is your door open listen, while your, your rights, jamming? Your rights end where they start to infringe on mine. That's my feeling on that. Okay. So I should so have so the right to not no have to listen like, to your crap. That's true. But if you're in your own spot, it's okay. Yes. So we covered bathroom etiquette. Yes. We covered uh, kitchen etiquette. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else there is to cover, but I was. this is like new territory for me. Uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Decor. You know, that's another thing. People, oh, how can I decorate my place? I will tell you. Uh, somebody told me this a long time ago. How many pops The minute you start decorating your office be prepared to move into another one. It's like an old wives tale. Don't make yourself too comfortable. You know, at at the end of the day, so how many pops is too many? Like, what do you mean? Pops? You know, those things, all those Funko pops, stupid things. How many is too many? One. One's too many. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're a grown man. If you were a child, I'd say, so is three still too many. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I, I do have, I do have pictures. I have the latest school pictures of my children. Yeah. I have a couple pictures of my nieces and nephews. Uh, but beyond that, you went to nieces and nephews. Yeah. Oh, well, geez, well because sometimes okay. they stop by and you better have it. Uh, but, and I have my Henry Hill uh, painting you do in my office. I do. You have two of those? I have two. The other one. Yeah. The other one. Is how good is the state. art? How good is the artwork? In the it's other just one? as good as this one. <laughs> it's blue though. Um, <laughs> so I have that. And then I, and then I have uh, accolades hung on the wall, you know, certifications, whatnot. I have no accolades, not certifications. You know, oh. awards or oh, stuff like that. Like well, well, well. most groceries bagged within a fortnight. Um, okay. You know, best beard, things of that, of that nature. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like, I, I, I don't know. I, I There's times where I had like my kids, like my daughter would draw things and she'd be like, can you put this up in your office? And I had like 50 of them. Now I have a drawer. And, and if I, I thought, know, about kids if I thought she was coming, I would throw them back up. My but. kids make artwork, artwork at a breakneck pace. Yeah, and the more but so, but every time you accept one, they're like, "Great, my slate's clean. I can make another one for you now." But there was a thing too. I was like, "I don't want this to look like nobody belongs in here," mm. and I also don't want to be like 
hey, it's better home and gardens. Right. Or too, and, and, and I don't want to look like a dorm. Right. But so, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll find my way, right? Less is more. I'll find my way. Yeah, I think you just do still t- tasteful. Tasteful. So f- two pops. <laughs> yeah, two pops. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, thanks for the well, input. I'm just, let, we'll revisit this in a couple of weeks and we'll see, you know, other people are probably well, I'll be pushing for seven pops by that point. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we talking about act when we talk about collecting things like pops. Um, I know enough people in my life that have this problem. I don't know if you're, I don't think you're one of these people, but my neighbor was just telling me the other day, my neighbor, Jerry, he was telling me that a friend of his, he's like, Oh, they got a, they, uh, a friend of mine has a pool table. They don't want anything for it. They just said, come and get it. Ooh, and, I, and I and I said to him, I go, dude, you are one of these people that cannot pass up free. You can't pass up free. And I know a lot of these people. It's hard. I was like, it's either because you feel like you're going to be missing out on getting something of value that one day you might be able to turn around and make a profit it's off It's like of. saying no to money. That's that's how, but also. That's a poor stock mentality. Also, it's like, oh, well, hey, uh, if I had this pool table, we could all play pool. And it's like, yeah, but are we really going to be doing that that often? And so I try to get into his mind and go, some stuff you just have to walk away from. The, the When somebody wants to give you a pool table and they tell you, hey, it's free as long as you get it out of here, it's not free. Because getting out of there is the biggest pain in the ass. Job. Yeah, I would. If that's the case, I'd say, what would it cost me to pay a mover? Because that's the cost of the pool table. Also, to me. what is it worth to them that they're willing to just get rid of it? Because they don't want to have to move it. Okay. Right. And so what's, they've what's gotten to a point where it's like we thought a pool table bucks? was a great idea. Either our kids are grown or we're grown and we don't play it anymore. Uh, we, now we just want it out of here, but we uh, we don't have the means to get it out of here. We don't want to have to deal with getting it out of here. So now you go over there and it's like, not only do you have to get it out, you have to make sure you don't damage it or their house getting it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have to get it into your house and make sure you don't damage it or damage your house setting it up. And now you have to invite people into your house to play pool. It's just a lot of moving parts. But that, that was just one example. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people. My wife's mother was the same way. Uh, if there was a sale, she had to buy five of them. Yeah. If there was, you know, and, and it's, to me, uh, that's a sickness. That, I'm glad, glad, I'm grateful I do not, I'm not afflicted with this particular sickness, although I have many. This mm-hmm. is not one. Uh, do you remember so, the questions I was asking you about successful people, about mm-hmm. playing on their games, on their phones, mm-hmm. and stuff like that? I don't think many of them would say, oh, if it's free, just take it regardless. Like, I think that is a poor stock mentality. And I know, like me, coming from, wait, wait, you're coming, saying coming from Hessville. A person that was getting rid of a pool table would make somebody else pay for it? They wouldn't just give them no, a pool table? No, I'm away. saying, like, the, I don't really need this or necessarily want it, but I can't say no because right. of its low cost. Right. is not something that successful people do. Or I don't have a pool table. You're going to give me one for free. Why would I say no to it now? Because then I won't have I a pool table. I can't because it's for free. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't get it. So I wanted to ask you, do you know people like this? Is this... Oh, my God, is- dude. My sister-in-law's entire attic is filled with... <laughs> dude, when... Her attic. Dude, does she go in the attic? Just for stuff. <laughs> to add more stuff. Yeah, dude. It's so much that like she'll go fish around in her attic and God love her. She's a wonderful woman. But she'll go fish around in her attic and she'll be like, she'll bring my kids presents. It's stuff that she forgot was up in her attic. Like, hey, here's a keyboard. You guys want a keyboard? And it's like, of course. Keyboards are awesome. Where'd right. you get it? I just had it up there because someone was like, I'll throw this out. 
um, on Halloween, like she doesn't have to go get a costume because she's accumulated so many costumes. You remember that old um, Shel Silverstein poem, Hector the Collector? There's yeah. an old one. It's about like he just collects all this stuff and everyone says it was junk, but not to him. Mm-hmm. It's like that. There's yeah. so much stuff. Um, I, I, every once in a while, my wife is the opposite of this. We have a lot of things, but she will just purge and she'll be like, hey, you get four shirts. That's what you get. But the and, ad- and I need her around for that. The reason. adage is supposed is one man's trash is another man's treasure. Not every man's trash is my treasure. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah what I'm one saying? man's and two man's and three man's. Right. Trash. And, that, and that's again, you watch these shows like hoarders and you're like, This I would my wife watches those and I'm like, Why first of all, this is it's fake. Clearly it's not fake. No, it's uh, all started it's, on a trauma though. But in, in, in my family, and I see it in my daughter. My daughter's got 8,000 toys. And I'll tell her at Christmas, I'll go, hey, Santa's going to bring you a bunch of new stuff. So you need to bag up old stuff that you don't like anymore. And she will literally cry for like hours. <laughs> like not to the point to where it, I know like spoiled kid, right? But it's not just that. I see her like lose control. She's seriously affected. Like the idea of losing things mm-hmm. is a real issue for her. And I see it in my sister-in-law, so I think it's genetic. Which is crazy because you're saying you you grew up not having a lot of things. Right. So for you, it would it would make sense for you to want to have a lot of things. Yeah, hang this on is to like this the, thing. Like depression era people, my our grandparents. You know, my grandmother was a small child well, during the depression, dude. and yeah. she was like one of these people that was like, you know, I don't I don't take anything for granted. I take care of my stuff. You may need that button later, so yeah. save that button in Which, case you want to sew it onto sense. something. But like. I wasn't, I didn't, I never wanted for anything growing up. You know, I had, for the most part, I, I had what I wanted. I got yeah. what I wanted. And so maybe that's why I'm content. I'm like, I really don't, I really don't need that. Although I, as I sit here looking at five guitars that I, I don't play. No, dude, you're talking. And I about, still want to, <laughs> I still want You're more. talking about Fuzz's snack drawer. I told you that. Yeah. I learned a very, very big lesson when I was about 11. And I told the story before, but I'll make it brief. My buddy Fuzz. And uh, I would go and stay the night at his house. And my buddy Fuzz had one brother and one sister. And uh, they had a drawer where their mom would buy nutty bars and zebra cakes and all these snacks. And they would have soda and all these great things. And it was packed. This drawer was packed. And to me, it was like when they opened the tomb at the end of the first Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. And everyone just can't stop staring at it. I was like, oh my God, Fuzz, let's go eat all the licorice and snort the nutty bars and let's do this. And he'd be like, yeah, dude, have whatever you want. I'd say, I'm fine. I'm good though. And I'm like, you're what? <laughs> what do you mean you're fine? He'd be like, no, no, I'm good. Like, I just don't want any snacks. I'm like, dude, all right, first of all, idiot. I said star crunch. Let's, <laughs> let's keister these things. And he was like, no, it's fine. He had these things. So it wasn't a big deal. He didn't care. Right. While you're socking three or four of them in your prison wallet before you leave. In, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> In the gut locker. <laughs> yes, dude, 100%. And so that's kind of, you're explaining Fuzz's uh, snack drawer. You're just saying like, I had not too many things, but enough things. So I don't care about things that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I so need- I get it. If people didn't have things, me, I went crazy. However, I did realize that getting all these things also made me feel sick. And I didn't like that either. So I'm a man of balance. I've felt sick for a while. So what I've started to do after we cre- had our basement finished and we created our our hodgepodge home gym is I started running again on my treadmill and I, I I've been really religiously running. I've been sleeping great. Um, oh my god! Look but at you. so last year I bought running shoes. I went from having a cross trainer 
never, I didn't know anything about running shoes, but I just bought like Nike running shoes. I didn't go to Fleet Feet and get them fitted, but I bought a running shoe. You didn't get Fleetology? So before that, I was running in what I thought was a running shoe, but it was a cross trainer. And somebody saw it uh, and was like, dude, that's not a running shoe. It's a cross trainer. What's the difference? A cross trainer has um, more grip. So the bottom of the shoe is like, it was like staggered. It almost was like, um, it's too grippy. Okay. And a running shoe is almost, it's smooth and it's like curved. So there's a different, there's a different sole in the bottom. I guess your foot rides differently in it, whatever. And uh, the cross trainer is heavy compared to uh, my running shoes that I have now are like slipper. They're like house shoes. They're really soft and like, like a ballet slipper almost, but a tennis shoe. So they're air, they're very light. So I got this, I got those and I was like, man, it makes a world of difference. I really want to run now because these shoes are so comfortable. It may, I enjoy running. I don't have shin splints. I don't have any issues. Look at Lomachenko um, over here in the my, ballet slippers. My, uh, my, my feet aren't falling asleep. Uh, you know, I had issues before where it was like my one lace is too tight. You know, it was, so you're anyway, out there. You're super, fleet of feet now. Super comfortable. And then uh, I was like, I bought, I had compression shorts too. Cause my buddy was like, Hey, you know, when you run, you should wear compression shorts because it, everything's not flopping around and you, everything's more compact and you, you know, it, it, if you're not thinking about all this other stuff, you can concentrate on running and you're not distracted. Cause a lot of people are like, well, let me stop for a minute to adjust this or move that fix my laces. And then you're like, yeah. wow, I've sort of I'm off pace. I just used a lot of rubber bands. So, uh, so I had compression shorts, but I was wearing like uh, basketball shorts on top of my compression shorts. Okay. So I was wearing compression shorts or like underwear, you know, just pack yeah, yeah. everything in. Yeah. And then I was wearing pants like bas- warm up pants or basketball shorts, depending on the weather. Uh, how cold it was in my basement and basketball shorts are too heavy. When you run, they, they tend to start falling down and you have to pull the drawstring. They are heavy. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, I remember seeing people with running shorts before. Let me get some running shorts. So I bought running Look shorts, at you. which are very, they're like eight bucks. I bought them on Amazon, but they're very like light. They're almost like featherweight, but I've got a pair and, and they're only like mid thigh. Mm-hmm. They're not like the 1970s length, but they're a little the, bit longer. Uh, the uh, fab four over there. With that being said, I get the running pants and their shorts and I look inside and there's netting in there. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Why is there netting? Oh, like I might a ba- have some too. Like a bathing suit. Yeah. So I was talking to my buddy at work and I'm like, yeah, I got these running shorts. And it's, again, a world of difference. I got the running shoes. Now I got the running shorts. I got I got new the headphones, that you know, so I don't hear myself breathe. I'm chewing what a piece of gum. What are you in your ears? I, I have a regular, uh, you know, the big headphones, but they're Bluetooth and they're noise canceling. Okay. So I don't have earbuds. But over I, the year now I can't because my big thing before is when I ran, uh, I would hear myself breathing heavy and then I would get to, I would get, I'd be like, Oh, I'm breathing too heavy. I got to stop running <laughs> no, the mental that's game. Not what that means. Yeah. So, well, that's how I felt. I was like, God. man, I'm, uh, my, I would concentrate on breathing heavy. Then I would get worked up and I'd stop running. So then I was chewing gum, which someone told me to do. I was counting the beats, making sure my left foot, you know, I picked music that where I was like, you okay, know, your BPMs so, are on yeah, all the, all these tricks. And so I said, why is there netting inside? Uh, and are you supposed to wear underwear with you if they have netting? Like Good a, question. Like for, and he said, no, you're not supposed to wear underwear. You know why? Because people that wear running shorts are runners. And you know what runners do? They don't stop to piss. They just piss. So if you're running, you're wearing that net because <laughs> you could piss out of the bottom of your shorts. What? And I said, he goes, you're not going to stop. Uh, you know, serious runners are, are going to, you're racing, you're running a marathon or whatnot. Now, this is what he says. So I'm hoping somebody corrects me, not women, because this is a dude. I, I could have been peeing my pants on the treadmill He's, this whole time. That's what I said. I said, I don't know if it's going to work on my treadmill. However, 
it makes sense because you hear of runners just peeing while they're running. You know, they're not going to stop, whip it out, pull their pants down. They got, you know, all that. Just, just pee. Dude, they let the mud pie go while they're running. But then I'm like, I got these running shoes, and do I want to pee on my running shoes? I don't know. <laughs> I guess you do you run if you run fast enough. Can okay, you outrun? Okay, but shoes alone, dude, you just pee in your pants though. Yeah, they, but they, they, but no, you don't feel it because it doesn't stay dude, in the cotton yeah, underwear. But they need to go like. Okay, these are basketball shorts. These are runners. They're way, these they're, are they're running like serial shorts. killers. Anybody who loves running to the point where you're urinating on yourself, That's true. basic serial killer. There's right? not a lot of difference. Yeah, no. No. So you need to go like basketball shorts, athletic shorts, running shorts, run so much you might use the bathroom in them shorts. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. yeah. like you go, oh, like yeah, I want to run in those, so it makes sense that I get running shorts. And the guy should go like, wait a minute, how serious are you about running? And you go, oh, I don't know, I'm up to like five miles, six miles, seven miles on a long distance day. And he goes, do you think you'll shit in them? Yeah, is it possible that you're gonna have liquid diarrhea, and are you willing to run through it? And I go, I interrupt him, <laughs> and I go, it's super possible. Uh, but I don't want, but I don't think I want to. I drank a bang and then I went running. I would think my wife would tell me I could no longer be on the treadmill if I, if I pooped while well, running on the treadmill. <laughs> Not only that, but if you do that, doesn't be gross. But if you do that, uh, don't judge me. Those shorts are gone. But you'd have to also you, go, you hey, bring this guy's wash them. Wouldn't part of you go, well, he's really dedicated himself to running. That's what's most important to this How guy. How into running do you need to be to be like, I just go, dude. Also, uh, what, also I mean, what, what about all the floppy bits? What about like we weren't going to flop I'm around? I'm sure you heard the same story where Goggins, I mean, again, I think he was running an ultra marathon well, after, after never having run before. Uh, and he, <laughs> he shit blood and everything all over himself and was still like, yeah, I got, I got another 25 miles to knock this bitch out. Uh, yeah, so, that's, but that's, that's, that's the man himself. I'm just saying for me. And then on top of this, my, my buddy's like, Oh, Hey, have you had, do you have running socks? And I'm like, wait, what's that? And he's like, Oh, running socks. Dude, the make, kind you can poop in bro. He's like, he's like running socks <laughs> make a world of difference. And I'm like, how much more of a world of difference? I'm, I'm wearing shoes that weigh nothing and feel like I'm floating on a cloud. I got pee pee pants on. I have, uh, uh, no, you know, soundproof headphones. I'm chewing gum. And he's like, he, and it's what he said, bro, the socks make all the difference in the world. I'm like, well, hey, before I finish this Amazon order for the final time, anything else I need? You know, can I, uh, yeah, camelback or a headband or, you know, any kind of uh, that, that stuff you put on your nose when you're smelling dead bodies to keep Oh, your you nose? need the stride glide. It's oh, like the, deodorant for your chafing. Yeah, like you put, put it on, on your, your thighs. Like, uh, thighs or well, I feel like if you've if you've urinated on yourself, the chance of of chafing because if you know if you walk around in your bathing suit all day, like when you're a kid, like oh I'm in the pool all day, and you're then you you get out of the pool, you play a little wiffle ball, then you're back in the pool, at your buddies, right. and then your you thighs are all up. yeah. But imagine know. imagine being a guy that maybe so, you need some band aids for your nipples too. Imagine yeah yeah that's for sure. Imagine being a guy that's so dedicated that he's like uh, I'm willing to to drop a deuce in these while I jog. However, I need to take care of my underarms because sometimes they glide too much. <laughs> sometimes I get chafed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they never, this is what I don't like about movies. I feel like in Forrest Gump, they probably should have stopped to address the, is he pissing on himself? I mean, he's my, all, he's, all, he's also special. So I my mean, thighs are a little irritated. Also, my pants are full. <laughs> That's yeah. They didn't talk about that with Tom Hanks either. No. Well, he no. did say it happens when he steps in it. So like, if it happens and you run, just he just kept running. So that's a given. <laughs> but they didn't talk about it. Well, he ran so fast that probably he outran it. Yeah, that movie, that part makes it totally not believable. Exactly. 
Well, that's it. That is episode 279 of the Hey My Man podcast. We will see you next time. Later.